podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to another Q&A of this pre-season, our third one, is it? Yeah. We've done it for ages and all of a sudden we're, we're right back in the in the seat. We're here all the time now, they can't get rid of us. I know, <laughs> <laughs> they actually can't, it's, we've got contracts everything, physically cannot get rid of us. Um, how are you? We were just having a, a little uh, catch up with Kat about Kane and then I thought actually why are we doing this off air, we should definitely be doing this uh, on the stream. Um, also I'm very hungover today. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, Sam normally carries us on this stream, but even more so in this case. Oh, gosh. So we've got me feeling quite totes emotion about potentially what's going on at Spurs and you in a hungover state. So, wow, this is going to be an interesting stream. Yeah, it was my my new works like summer party and like the first event I've I've gone to. So I was thinking, you know, don't don't make a fool of yourself as just go just, you know, don't be the drunkest person in the room. I was the drunkest person in the room. I wish I was there. Yeah. I love Drunk Az. <laughs> drunk Az is the best. <laughs> drunk Az was a little bit too drunk last night. But anyway, I'm getting on with things. Um, hi to everyone uh, in the chat. A lot of our regulars in there. I see Nuclear Atoms. Uh, I see FPL Rank Chaser as well. Do get your questions in for us. Danny McDonald, Az looks like a broken man. Yeah, you're not. He is a broken <laughs> you're, you're not man. Wrong. But that's just general. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not even today. That's that's just in general. Um, we've also got uh, quite a few things to, to talk about on this because there's been some injuries to to key players. Jesus is yeah. the player who I was never going to start with. Going to go with my differential of Watkins. And every now everyone's got Watkins uh, in their team, <laughs> so we talk about that. And Kunku's got a little bit of a, a minor doubt as well. Uh, and I'm starting to see Salah coming into a few more drafts. Um, mm. as well because people are kind of moving uh, uh, these players down to players like Jao Pedro or 4 5 so then upgrading up to to Salah so again it's going to be really interesting what, what kind of happens at the start of the season uh, any any changes to your Sam are you still pretty I'm, set well the Trent wobble is real like so having had Trent the whole season I or the whole pre-season I'm now at the point where I'm looking at Liverpool going I mean you're just not going to keep any clean sheets are you for a while mm. they're going to go they're going to be attacking they're going to get loads of goals but then I just don't see the clean sheets coming and then we've had Trent playing in a number of different positions haven't we in this preseason sometimes we've seen him at the back in that kind of traditional old position that we didn't particularly like then we've seen him in the midfield attacking more attacking role then we've kind of seen him in the more central midfield mm. like he's been a bit all over the place and I think those different positions have kind of made me go well that's great because he's flexible but it also means that Klopp doesn't really know what to do at the back at the moment mm. and who to put where. And, you know, I think the lack of goal 
the lack of clean sheets rather has slightly tempered my enthusiasm for him plus I also worked out quite late and and I don't really know what was the matter with me but in realizing that if I had Chilwell <laughs> over Trent who I wanted anyway to have Chilwell in my team it made it much much easier to have Salah in the midfield and mm. so at that point I was like well I'm actually not ripping up the rest of my team in order to have Salah so I'm now erring on starting with Salah <gasps> and not Trent oh see so the dog even the dog I was did. shocked the dog, the dog hang was on a minute. shocked by that, that that is not the dog no, that, that I was is, expecting to see. <laughs> that, is, that is not that is not a Jake bark. That is uh, another. Oh, actually, the dogs have just been swapped over. Now there is a Jake in the in the room. <laughs> Interesting. So you're you're Salah in at the moment. Yeah, because so normally I am one of those managers that really likes to play the positional price points in early game. I think we spoke about this last week mm. on the Q and A. Like I do like to go with the most expensive player in each position because it gives me the most flexibility possible. And all of pre-season, I've obviously had Haaland up top and I've had Trent at the back, but I haven't had a premium midfielder. And the more I look at my team, the more I think, well, there are so many of the mid-priced defensive assets that I would really like to have, an Arsenal defender, Chilwell, so so many of them, that maybe actually the best thing is to start with Salah, because if Salah doesn't perform in the way that I want, then I can just do what I did last season, which is take the money out of him and deploy it everywhere else and upgrade to Trent. It's much easier to upgrade to Trent by taking the money out of Salah mm. than it is to upgrade to Salah by taking the money out of Trent. Yeah, but the issue, I guess the issue is, is that the, well, I mean, everyone kind of knows this, you know it already, but it's, it's having those eight, five mids, isn't it? Or being around those eight mids, being able to have your Fernandez, your... Uh, yeah, your... you can do it. It's doable. Like, I've, you know, the team that I've got at the moment has Salah, it has Bruno um, and it has Saka. So it's not missing. I mean, it's missing having like three others of them, mm. but it's got at least a couple of them in there. And then there's a seven, um, or is it a 7.5? I think it might be a 7.5 at the minute because I've still got Madison. Um, and then there's a drop-off right down to a cheap fifth. Mm. Um, but that enables me to have a really nice four in the middle. Yeah. Well, we're one, one midfielder who is starting to pick up some uh, attraction and is going to be mentioned uh, even more if, Kane does leave is of course Richarlison. We have touched him a few times uh, on these streams. R nine, as he's being called. I mean, <laughs> I don't think R nine. Who's could... calling him that? Uh, Lugani Nzuza is calling him uh, R nine, which is yeah. The maybe pitch. he's he's got a couple, a few more levels, I think, to, to maybe reach the the heights of that of that name. Uh, FPL fella, if Kane leaves, would you start with Richarlison? Yes. Um, or wait and see. You, you'd be straight in with really, seven million. If Kane goes, huh, um, then <laughs> I will have Richarlison for game week one, 100%. Because even if, I mean, we're, we're signing a new striker today, but he's young, isn't he? And mm. the reality is he's missed the whole of pre-season. So he's going to arrive in the next, what, 48, 72 hours, something like that. Having missed every game of pre-season, because he's not going to be available for the Shakhtar game. The weekend. There is a game on Tuesday against Barcelona, to be fair, but it, unlikely that he'd play a part in that. So what does that mean for game week one? Well, it means Richarlison in the number nine. And, <laughs> R9. and actually, R9. And and to be fair, he has been fantastic when he's played there in preseason under Postacoglu. Like he's been really good because he fits the system that New Spurs manager wants to play so well. Like he's actually a better fit than Kane is for that position. Now, he's not a better player, but he's a better fit for the system. And 
I think with Madison and Son and Kulisevsky surrounding him, he is going to get a lot of game time. He is selfish, as as we all know. He's going to be in and around that box all the time, and he is going to be picking up all of those balls and crosses that go in. Mm. So if Kane leaves, I think he's going to. I think I will. The first thing I'll do is swap Madison for Richarlison. Mm. Oh, so you've got Madison at the moment. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah I think he's he would be a, a really exciting uh, pick. And I think he's one of those those players who... It might take a. I mean, people have a pretty bad like opinion of Richardson anyway. Oh, yeah. And even if Kane goes, I don't think oh, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to get Richardson," because they're going to remember how he was last season, yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of player he is. So I think you know he will be someone who you get in early and could be a really good kind of differential option against a lot of other teams. Because I still there's going to be like quite a few people that go for him sort of within our own little FPL world. But generally yeah. speaking, his, his ownership is going to be. It's going to be really low. Danny McDonald says, I remember the days when you despised with Charleston. So do I. So, so Danny, that hasn't necessarily changed, um, <laughs> <laughs> as Danny well knows. Um, however, what I will say is that Richarlison, what the thing I don't like about Richarlison is the stroppiness. It's the, it's the stropping around the pitch that I can't stand. Mm. And we saw that a lot at Everton. Like he used to strop about, but then in part, that's because he wasn't getting, sorry, Everton fans, he wasn't getting a lot of good service when he was at Everton a lot of the time. Um, and then he came to Spurs. We've seen way less stropping around because he is getting service. He's been more frustrated with himself than anything else because last season he wasn't great. Um, <laughs> but we don't see any of the stropping when he plays for Brazil. Like we never see that. Like he just, he plays really well. And what we've seen in preseason, I said this on our family live stream at the weekend, he, we've seen the Richarlison who plays for Brazil in preseason for Spurs, not the Richarlison that was stroppy and argumentative mm. from Everton. And I think he's strong, he's physical, he's everything Poster Cogley would want in a forward player. And yes, we're going to sign this, this other guy. He's going to come in. Could he challenge the spot? Absolutely. But he is young um, and it's still not firmly decided that he's going to come yet. He might go back out on loan again. So we'll have to see what happens there. But even if Richarlison only plays for the first few game weeks, then you're at wildcard point anyway, so you mm. can swap him out. Plus, there's loads of other players in that kind of seven to eight million bracket that you could easily move Richarlison to if after a couple of game weeks he's not performing as you would expect. Mm. But I think with the fixtures that Spurs have in those sort of first four weeks, with the exception of the Manchester United game, I would expect to see some fairly good returns from whoever it is that starts in the number mm. nine. And it will probably be him if it's not Kane. Yeah, nice. No, nope. I like him as a pick. After we've been told that we end of the day is the deadline. I mean, those things never, never oh, actually turn the out. The end like of that, the day. But... I mean, Levy doesn't pay any attention to deadlines. Though, no, does he? <laughs> I, I can imagine Levy last day of the transfer window being like, "All right, you can have him for eighty-five, and then and then oh, it all goes through." Depends what this offer is. They've made an improved offer today, yeah. but haven't heard the number yet. So depends what that number is. Yep. Uh, Luke Adams, hit the like button to show the love for the show. Absolutely. Yeah, if you haven't subscribed to Scout yet, do so. If you haven't given us a like, uh, do so. Drop us a comment as well or a question in the chat uh, too. We've got about 300 people watching, which is absolutely nice. lovely. Nice uh, nice numbers. Um, let's take so let's go to a different team. Let's go to another London team. Let's go to Arsenal because obviously the Jesus injury yeah. has meant a reshuffling um, around. I had a really good question, which I now can't find. Hang on, let me just stall for a second. There it is. FPL Fella again. Blimey, FPL Fella. Having a, Dan's having, some good Dan's asking today. some good questions today. That's good. <laughs> uh, doesn't having Jesus out now, we want at least two Arsenal mids. I have mm. always wanted two Arsenal mids. And now everyone is coming round to my way of thinking because of an unfortunate injury uh, to Jesus. I've always wanted two Arsenal mids. I think they're so important. I think they're the best assets 
in their team and got great fixtures uh, to start. So, yeah. I Which do. two have you got? I've got, well, I've got Saka and uh, Havertz, haven't I? Oh, of course. He's still in the team, Sam. I'm is actually, he, he going to stay? I don't know. I'm less, I'm less happy with him with Jesus out. Yeah, because of Trossard. Yeah, with Trossard. Yeah. And, I th- and I think, you know, Je- Jesus is very good at kind of occupying space. And, and that's what I want from Havertz is being able to get into those pockets. Um, we're not really sure how, what Arsenal are going to do. They get a lot of Trossard as a false nine. Will it be Enketia? I don't know. I think either don't have the, the running and the legs and the the willingness to drop back that Jesus mm. did. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've gone off him a little bit and maybe even Havertz plays at, at nine as well, yeah. like a false nine, and we've seen him not do so well there for Chelsea. So, yeah, I've gone off him a bit, but at the moment he's he's still in my side. But, yeah, at the moment you haven't got two Arsenal mids, right? You've just got one. So that means you've just got two Arsenal players. Yeah, yeah. Um, not necessarily... So I don't normally like to travel up at the start of the season because I like the flexibility of being able to then move on the player that is in form without having to sell somebody else in order to do it. Now, with Arsenal, I was less worried about that anyway because the likelihood is I was doubling up in midfield because they're, they're my preferred Arsenal picks anyway. Like, I wasn't ever going with Jesus. I was always... If I had a third Arsenal, it was always going to be Martinelli. Um, obviously, I've got Saka. But... I still think that that's the way to go. I think you know, when we did the pod, the official pod yesterday, Jules was talking about um, Havertz's flexibility to play in that position as well. It could be Enketia. Where's Trossard going to be? Like, there feels like there's a lot of uncertainty with those three slightly cheaper Arsenal assets. And that's what puts me off them. It's like if you pay the money for Erdegaard or Martinelli, you do know what you're going to get with them. But it's just whether you can make the budget work mm. to enable you to have the other premiums that you want and then have enough of those mid-priced, more expensive mid-priced players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's lots of love for Trossard um, at the moment. Like he is, yeah. he is again, I, I saw him mention, because he's had a good pre-season. I saw, and I saw, mm-hmm. I saw him mention, I kind of thought, nah, I'm not going to go there, but might actually be, be a shout now. Um, quite a few people in the chat talking about uh, Martinelli. Yeah, um, I like as Martinelli. Well, at 8 million. I'm really not seeing much on Odegaard. I don't, no, see I, in, I don't see him in any teams. But don't you think that that's because they priced him at the same point as Saka? If they'd have priced Erdegaard at eight, the same as Martinelli, I think you'd see him. Yeah, but teams. yeah, no, I know. I just think it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised that Jesus has got injured and people aren't really going for, for Odegaard. They're still going towards Martinelli and, and, and Trossard. I'm seeing him well, in I, more. I think also Odegaard. that's because a lot of people seem to be moving from Jesus to Watkins and keeping mm. the budget there. Wow, that's true. That's true. So as well. if you keep the budget there, then it's hard to have the, mo- the more expensive Arsenal midfielder alongside Saka. So I suppose they'll be looking at Havertz, Trossard, Martinelli because at no, different no levels, they're, at they're cheaper. <laughs> no one's looking are. at Havertz but me. <laughs> I don't think I've convinced anyone uh, to start with him. Um, I guess it's Odegaard or, or Fernandez, isn't it? That's, that's the kind of the big one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And if you've got Saka already... And you want to have one of those assets from Manchester United, be it Bruno or Rashford, it's quite difficult to then have Erdegaard as well. Do you think, and this is a good question from Rahan Bashir, the Community Shield is on mm, is on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be going. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Not been to um, a Community Shield game before. Will that influence our decisions? Will it tell us what to do with Trossard, Marcelli, Odegaard? I can say with guaranteed, like, optimism confidence it will right if we watch if we watch that game and Marcelli gets a brace he's going to be in everyone's team yeah 100% because (laughs) the thing is that pre-season like we all watch pre-season games as we should 
because it gives us an indication of form. It gives us an indication of um, player positions, that sort of thing. But mostly it doesn't necessarily help us too much in terms of knowing who the game week one teams are going to be because the managers move stuff around so mm. much. It's only in the later preseason matches that you start to see the team that you think it might be in game week one. The exception to all of this conversation is the community shield, particularly when it's a community shield between Manchester City and Arsenal, because both of those sides will put out their first choice 11 for game week one. I am almost 100% sure of that. So whatever happens with the lineups in the community shield on Sunday will have a massive impact mm. on what happens with our FPL teams. Because if Foden doesn't line up for Man City, you'll see him disappear out of FPL teams up and down yeah. the leagues. Mm. If Martinelli smashes a hat-trick in the community shield, he will come in in droves because he will be playing. And we'll get an understanding. Like if Trossard's starting, whoever starts up top, for Arsenal in the Community Shield will be the one that has the most growth, mm. I think, in the last week of this preseason. Doesn't always work. Remember last year? Doesn't always well, work. not everyone. I went off Haaland after the Community Shield performance <laughs> and then straight in with two goals against West Ham. Uh, game week one. You know, we've, we've seen, we, we have seen players do well in the Community Shield and then, you know, us all rush to get them in and, and they not, they're not deliver. It's, it's... it's more about them starting, I think. Yeah, I think that's, that's the key for me is that yeah. I think there's, there's some uncertainties for City. Who's going to start on the right wing, for example? Yeah. Is Foden going to start in the middle? Is Grealish fit or in the feeling how I feel? Yes. <laughs> He's <laughs> still moment. drunk. That's it. Uh, and, and, and in defence as well. I mean, obviously yeah. we've got Gabriel yeah, yeah. And, and Saliba, but, you know, is, is Ben White going to start a right back? Is Timber going to come in? Is Zinchenko anywhere near fitness if he hasn't had much of a pre-season? All those kind of questions are, are, are really interesting. Um, so, yeah, lineups absolutely are going to be are going to be key. And mm. in a lot of ways, I think, you know, players are going to be playing for a place um, okay. on the side. So I think you're right. I think it's we might see a player come in and, and start this this game, but it doesn't necessarily mean if they have a bad performance, they can guarantee to start in, in game one either. So I think looking at the performances, no. looking at the formation, looking at the players that come in, um, is is going to be really key, and yeah, it's going it's going to influence all uh, so much. I mean, quite a few people talking about Enketia. Um, Khalid says Eddie Enketia, an Arsenal midfielder, um, or just get Watkins. I think Enketia is too risky, right? Because I, I think, like you said, surely Trossard and um, uh, Havertz maybe the false nine is. I think is, is more the way that Arteta wants to play, which means I think so. Enketia's impa impacts up, right? I think so, and I think the other thing, if you do go down to Enketia, is when Jesus comes back in a couple of weeks' time, you'd expect him to go straight back in. And then what are you doing about Enketia? Because you don't want somebody taking up an Arsenal spot. That And that's always my concern with trebling up with a, a risk player like Enketia. Like, at the price point, it's quite hard to go easily to somebody else decent in that position. You can't go to Jesus unless you've left the money in the bank. Whereas if you go for a Habits or a Trossard, I think it's just a little bit yeah it's a little bit easier to manage that if they then lose game time when Jesus comes back yeah but I, I don't mean, think they will I mean but... he, he does all right doesn't he Enketia when, when he's called he does upon, all right, yeah. when, when Jesus is injured I mean he had nine starts last season during the spell when Jesus was out he got four goals and two assists um in yeah. that time he was also in, in a lot of our teams the year before that when he was playing um up top got five goals um in in that period as well so he's yeah he's someone who I would look at if I was guaranteed if he was guaranteed to play. Yeah. But there's there's no guarantee. And like you say, it's so hard to to jump off him. You've got an Arsenal spot 
locked in your team. Taken up, yeah. Taken up if one of the other Arsenal mids done. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not for me. Having um, a midfielder is much, much easier to jump off because it's just a straight swap to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Tr yeah. Trossard, I think, is risky enough um, to go for him because there's no guarantee that he plays either. You know, if he does go Havertz and, and Marcelo on the left, for example, and Trossard comes on. But he's... He's a more a fun pun, I think, than, than Enketia, who I just don't think is his first choice uh, in that system. Um, yeah, Leo's good. Enketia is an awful pick. <laughs> Did troll me so much last season. Yeah, that's uh, that's normally how it goes. Dom Dewsbury, Eddie's not nailed, and we get rotated and subbed during 100%. games. No doubt about that. Yep. Although Nuke Ratham says, um, FPL champion, Ali, one of our pro pundits, he's currently got uh, Trossard. So he thinks that Trossard is going to be the, the striker. So maybe me saying he's too big of a risk if... Uh, if the world champ thinks he's going to start, who, who are we to well, disagree? Let's see. Let's see who starts in the community shield. I think that that is going to be really, really telling. Mm, yep. Um, four million goalkeepers. Ooh. So Turner. Turner. We think is going to Forest, right? Mm-hmm. Four million. Yeah. We could potentially have a four million double up of Ariola and Turner. <laughs> oh, how attractive! What do you reckon on that? Um. <laughs> Go on, really? Spend an extra 0.5 and have somebody else yeah. instead of one of them. I don't think you want the pair of them. And I think Turner, if Turner goes, I'll have him as my backup. Yeah. Because yeah. he's going he's gonna start. Whereas Ariola may start some matches. I don't I don't think he's gonna automatically take like I, I I'm not in the camp that thinks Ariola's gonna get loads of suddenly gonna become the West Ham number one. I still think that's Fabianski. I mm. think he'll get some game time, but yeah, so if Turner does complete that move, and it seems like it's Turner or Henderson, not both, so that's positive because it will mean that we do know that he's going in and he's going to be the number one, then having that 4.0 starter as your spare goalie is perfect. I tried the 4 million goalkeepers last year. It wasn't fun. <laughs> what did you do? The double up for Leicester? I did the double up. The oh, double Kelly up did Leicester. that, didn't she? Yeah. Mental it people. wasn't great. <laughs> not going to lie. Was... But I think you want a 4.5 or, a, I mean, I'm going to go with Onana and yeah. a, a 4.0. That makes a lot of sense to me. But you, if you want to go for a Leno or a Pickford in the 4.5 yeah, bracket, I think then I don't hate that at all. No, there's there's good 4.5 options. You know, Leno, there Pickford, are. Flecken, um, assuming Ray does, does leave. Yeah, well, if, if he's going to be Brentford's starting goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, but they've not looked good defensively at all mm. so far. He's got a lot of learning to do, Flecken. Good fixtures, though. I'm seeing I'm oh. seeing him in not in many teams now. I, I, I still quite like him. And I've got Steele in, in line, so he's another four or five mm. uh, option too. Um the new signing, he's not added to FPL yet, as far as I know. Um Rasmus Hoylan. Oh yeah. I've got that that right. We are expecting him to come in at an, a Jackson or an Nkunku price, right? Seven or seven five. I would have I think so. I would have thought. I don't think they'll make him more than that. Manchester United striker though. I mean, how much I is Martial? Martial's Martial's six five as a striker. They're not going to make him eight or eight five. And Martial's six five. I wouldn't have thought. I think he'll come in at seven five. I think he'll come in at Nkunku's price. I mean, that would be nice. Mm. Would you be tempted? Uh, yeah, I think I would be tempted because it ha makes you have that conversation, doesn't it, about how you're spreading your budget around? Because whilst I don't think. I don't think it would make me not want Rashford, but in terms of Bruno, if you were saving a million on Bruno and he's the forward and you know where he's going to play, then that's attractive. It, 
I, I do think it's a really nice price point. But again, I think it's another one of those that he's coming in quite late. Yeah. Will Ten Hag put him str- Ten Hag Ten Hag Will Ten Hag <laughs> put him straight in because they've done a preseason without him now? Um, or will he for game week one? play with the system that he's used to and the players know and play Rashford through the middle. Um, and then might we see him getting get some game time, 20 minutes here, you know, at the end and then, event, or will he just put him straight in? It's hard. I think had he arrived two weeks ago, I'd be more certain about going in with him to start the season. I think he's just, for me, when they sign this late and there is another option because you can, he can play Rashford through the middle. He can play Martial. It, feels a little bit risky but if he comes in at 7 7.5 he's definitely on the radar of players mm. that you could you could go to for sure if your prasim says if rasmus hoyland is seven hoyland so he didn't pronounce the date uh, is seven five that's a real bargain straight in my squad there you go some people mm. are, are very are very keen in them yeah, but i think he'd be a good option at, at seven five i think, I think he'll be a great option yeah, yeah i think he will i just think that there are others at the moment that you know a bit more about because it's not a week to go till first match FPL Matty win a lot through weeks of FPL content going on about having Jesus in your team and look now. Yeah, should have listened to my streams. Didn't have him. Didn't mention him once. Yeah. No, neither me. <laughs> uh, Abdul, hi Az. Hi Sam. Not really a question, hi. but thought I'd, yeah, thought I'd just say, say hi. Uh, nice to say hi. Yeah, why not? I had another good question. Oh yeah, uh, from Pete. Uh, with statement on added time and 100 minute plus games expected, and now yeah. on players like Bruno and Odegaard, who might not be as explosive, but are they better options potentially than Marcelino Rashford, who could be subbed? Would you change great... your play style and like your players you get because of? It's um... a great question. Mm. Um, so I don't. I think with players like Rashford, I don't pay too much attention to that because you know they're going to start and get the majority of minutes in the game. So yeah, they might come off at you know 70, 75, 80, something like that. But I know what I'm getting from Rashford generally speaking so yes and I know what I'm going to get from Bruno across the full 90 that he's going to play I think it maybe has more of an impact when you're looking at some of the clubs lower down the league than it does like when you're looking at the cheaper ones because at that point you want to get as much game time as you can um but still I think as long as they're starters and they're going to get more than 60 minutes and I'm confident in their abilities to return in that 60 minutes 60 minutes has always been the key for me with FPL Mm. Do, are they going to are they going to play week in week out sixty minutes? I don't. I'm not necessarily worried about whether they play ninety minutes, but are they going to get to the sixty minute mark, particularly for the defenders and midfielders, the clean sheet lock in, and in that time, are they likely to return? That's the key for me. So I don't think that the new rule on adding minutes is going to have too much impact on my FPL decision making. Mm. Do you think it will with yours? No. I don't think so. It doesn't change anything, does it? I think the the the, the players like Bruno and Odegaard are great options because they've got that that nailed on factor, and that's mm. why we we drift to those. Um, I think Martinelli. You know what you're going to get with Martinelli. You you know that there is a risk with him with Trossard on the left, or yeah. if you change up the system, that he he could be subbed early. He, he's he's going to start the most majority of games. But would I not pick him? Or you know, would I not get, pick him because it's going to be an extra ten minutes of of extra time? Not even that. Extra five minutes of extra time at the end of the game, probably not. You know that he's, he might get subbed, but that's yeah. the risk you, you take with him because he's a bit cheaper and um, he's you know he's, he's he's still a good option. So no, it's not going to change. The only thing that makes me think is it's going to be an absolute nightmare running defenders. If games are going to be having like 10, 15 minutes of extra time, and you've got the you know your defender in that game or a double defence or something like that, 
maybe you want the defenders to get subbed. Oh, well, exactly. <laughs> I know. Oh, please. Yeah. yeah. Pick pick defenders who are likely to get subbed. Maybe that's the uh, <laughs> that's, maybe that's the, the lesson. I mean, yeah. that's the lesson for this. Well, so you know, someone like Zinchenko or someone when he comes in, yeah. Um, maybe he does get subbed off. At, at Even when we know a bit more about minutes. Timbers and Ben White, yeah. then Whoever's starting actually exactly. might yeah. be the one to go with from Arsenal. Yep. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, quite a few people still saying about picking Bruno um, for this reason. Um, Don I'm begin. picking Bruno because he's cheaper than Rashford, not for so You're going minutes. Bruno, no Rashford? Yeah. Oh, Sam, you are spicy with some of these <laughs> some of these picks today. Uh, interesting. Oh, is Delia missed out on the start of the street? Yes, she is. Where have you been, Delia? Delia, where have you been? Don't be late for fest next week, Delia. No, they've all, it's she, been very rowdy. A, she she baking? Yeah, maybe she's baking for Fest. Hopefully maybe everyone listening is, is coming to, to Fest. Sam and I uh, will be there on, on will Friday. Will you be drunk? Uh, I imagine so. <laughs> I love got, Mark and I are doing the live black box at five. So crash. I shouldn't be drunk before that. Oh, of course you are, yeah. I imagine there's going to be some, some guest appearances. Uh, I'll just come and that. give you a hug midway through. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> be like, get off me. <laughs> Uh, there was another question I saw. Oh, uh, Adam Tompkins. There's a YouTube channel called FPL Black Box, is there? Where the host didn't watch Match of the Day for a week. Will we see right. that one on FF Scout? Uh, but not. What weirdos are they? I don't know. Just two, two losers, I think, do, do well, that. Right. right. One thing I will say about that <laughs> the best thing I've watched in such a long time watching that when you two had done the match of the day challenge oh, absolutely God. blinding could you do it every week yeah i know honestly brilliant it's 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 good we, we somehow always managed to pick a week where there's like massive drama like mark selling ferran torres before his hat trick um when we neither of us had harland and he got the four was it four goals against yeah palace oh was it maybe a hat trick something like that yeah we always do pick a, a good week for it we, we haven't got one um Scheduled in yet, but we'll, we'll definitely be doing one uh, next yes. season. Yes. Uh, there's a channel called FPL Black Box. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, no one knows. <laughs> no one knows. If you haven't ever checked out FPL Black Box, do do so. It's um. It's great. I recommend it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts on DRB playing as a striker alongside Watkins? I like DRB. I really like mm. DRB. And this is what's also slightly changing my mind because I really like him, and I think like I know a lot of people are going from Jesus to Watkins. But for me, I don't think Watkins is worth the extra 1.5 over having DRB. Like at 6.5, I think DRB is really good. But it's using up the midfield spot, isn't it? Is I it know. worth using the midfield spot? Is he the best 6.5? Matoma and Bomo, Eze. I, okay. I think he's the best 6.5. Ooh, big statement. You I, are I, spicy I, today. I today, aren't I? You are. Uh, yeah. Strong I opinions. Do. I, I think I've got, have got strong opinions today. <laughs> Something in my tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think he is the best option. I, I've gone right off Mbomo. I don't I haven't been that impressed by Brentford at all in pre-season and I haven't been that impressed by where he's been playing. We know that he'll do the usual cut in and shoot from, from distance, but we've not seen him in that kind of striker slot, which is where I would want him. God, we're playing them on the opening day. It's just going to come back to haunt me, isn't it? This comment about Mbomo. Definitely. <laughs> um, 100% that's going to come back to haunt me. And then I... Well, I'm going to say something really controversial now. Please I do. This is great. Don't, I don't like the Matoma pick. I just don't get it. I don't like, I didn't like the way he played at the back end of last season. I felt like we all had to have him because the amount of double game weeks that Brighton had and because going into that final run of the season, he was in brilliant form. And whilst he played well still in that period, he wasn't re returning in an FPL perspective. So it was almost like the period before we all wanted him 
was a bit of a purple patch. And I haven't seen a lot from him in pre-season that's making me kind of go, oh, I must have him. Mm. I think there are other players at Brighton that have impressed me more in pre-season. So I'm not buying into the Brighton hype, the Matoma hype. I do like Jao Pedro, mind you. And mm. then I look at I look at Diaby, I look at where he potentially plays, I look at the impact that he's having straight away in the games that he's played in pre-season. I love what Unai Emery is doing with Villa and the way that they are playing. I think he is the best 6.5 option in the game. Interesting. Interesting what you said about, about Matoma as well, because I I don't have any Brighton players um, in my team other than Steele at the moment. No no Brighton attackers. You haven't got any Spurs, which is... I oh know you've got Madison in the moment. I've got Madison yeah, sorry, in yeah, sorry, minute, yeah. Got Madison, course you have. Um, but yeah, like I've got... Um, uh, Rishabha Mishra says, why is everyone writing off Matoma now suddenly? And... It's hard to write him off completely because the fixtures are so good. Mm. Um, he, I think he's had a good preseason. I think he's played well for us. He's been our most consistent um, player in terms of minutes, uh, him and Gross. But I, I think, think there's a difference between him playing well for Brighton and him looking like a really good FPL asset. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's, the, that's been the key for me with Matoma. That's it. I mean, his, I, I, I did a bit of digging on, in the members area on, on Matoma because he, he did have a notable drop-off in terms of returns. Um, his stats actually improved towards the end of last season. His expected goal involvement was higher. Uh, Touching the box was higher. His average sort of position was, was closer to the goal. Everything you'd like mm. to see. But what was down? Conversion down massively so was he overperforming before and actually he's not the most clinical player I thought he was a clinical player every time I watched him he was through on goal he seemed to slot it away and then he just forgot how to do it um <laughs> but I mean he was knackered because he was being rolled out every week you know and yeah. he's now had a little bit of a break played a bit less had his minutes managed comes into the season probably fitter and, and fresher because he's gone from barely playing at all to playing um regularly um and he's got the games but that is also my question is that Eze and, and Bomo have pens, for example. You know, Diaby's playing as a striker, off the striker. Yeah. Th- these are really attractive things, whereas Matoma is sharing minutes with loads of other options. And it's not going to have pens. No, definitely not. I mean, you know, and you look around, I mean, there's there's so many options at Brighton that could do well. I mean, Ferguson, I Pedro, March, yeah. and Cesar, if he nails down his place. We just don't know who it's going to be. If you start with a mm-hmm. Brighton attacker, I still think Matoma's the one, one to get because he's, he's the most safe of, of minutes and little rotation. But... I don't know if he is the best midfield option to start with, which is why I haven't got him. I, I fully agree with everything you've just said, apart from that if you want a Brighton attacker, because I think you could go with Jao Pedro as a cheap option. Mm. You don't always have to play him. If he's your third striker and you don't always have to start him, um, he can come off benches and that kind of thing. He's going to get minutes, whether Pedro, he gets four minutes. The trouble with Pedro is that he hasn't, Got a great attack goal scoring record. Um, okay, he was at Watford and it's not easy. He was at Watford, yeah. Uh, to play, he's he's but he, he's going to fit the system at, at Brighton really well. But again, he, is he going to be a great player but not a great FPL pick? Um, Possibly. And also, he's a player who I think will start for us. But we've got so many options that can come on. Um, Undav yeah. Undav leaving is um, is it's surprising actually. I thought he he, mm. he was always going to be a bit part player for us, but I thought he would probably be kept because he offered something a little bit different. He's a bit stronger than some of our other other players and actually was, was coming into quite a good bit of form so um yeah uh, Pedro on pens um, nuclear asks tough it's him or gross when if he's on the pitch. pitch I would I would Pedro I think will put in a good case for having it mm. if he's on the pitch when there's a penalty I think he will put his gross isn't in. great at pens I've seen him no. take plenty and he's missed a couple and the ones he has taken haven't always been the most confident so I wouldn't be surprised if, if Pedro comes in and says, I want these. But then Pedro wasn't taking pens at Watford. 
So he isn't he isn't like a, a regular penalty taker and hasn't been. No. Mm, I'm not sure. Is. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he won them off Gross, but I'd expect Gross to probably start with them at the, at the beginning of the season. That's what I'd say. But I could it be. might be one of those where if Gross isn't on the pitch when we get one, mm. Pedro takes it, converts it, and then there's a whole conversation to be had with Deserby about who's number one. Yeah. Um, quite a few people talking up Pedro, though. They agree with you. Adam Tompkins, surely he starts. Um, I expensive, think I'm guessing he means explosive <laughs> on pens. Uh, versatile um, as well. Uh, you know, there's we, we talked about not going Fred Ketia, but there is that option at 5-5. Five, five. There's also the the, the Luton, the Morris at 5-5 five, five and, and players yeah. like that. I mean, they're not exactly the most sexy picks, are they? These The promoted strikers no. and, and, and the thingy. So I think Pedro probably is the best one um, to go for. Um, I think so. I've been, I've been on him every draft. Yeah, I've not done yeah, a draft have, without him. Yeah, Mur yeah. Murphy has got triple Brighton, Steele, Estepinion, and Pedro um, as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got a Estepinion too. Maul, what about Lalana? Was a cheap alternative. He's going to get injured in five minutes. Yeah, he's, horrible injury record. Uh, in CISO, who plays in his position, um, and and looks really really good. Yeah, uh, I I just I can't see Lalana regularly starting enough for him to be an FPL pick for us and even if he was guaranteed to start every week I'm still not sure he's a great FPL pick he just he just doesn't get the goals and assists anymore you know um I think I think you can do better with a midfielder spot than, than going for Lalana um, I'm afraid oh Adam Tompkins did mean expensive apologies because we paid a lot of money for him oh because you paid for him yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah yeah true yeah we 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 paid 35 million for him which is our, our record transfer um, he's 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 going to be a, a major major player for us, guaranteed. Because yeah. you only have to watch him pre-season to see how he's already kind of come into the team and how he's how he's working with it within the within the unit. Um, mm. So I don't hate him as a pick, but yeah, I think he's he's a good one to maybe think of if, in, in a kind of rotation um, if you need to. Uh, Lorenzo, if the money is available, is Foden a better pick than a six-five midfielder? That's what I've done at the moment. I've got Foden and no Matoma. Hmm. Not hot on Foden? No, uh, no. And because I don't really know where Foden's going to play, that's my issue. Like, I, I think once I've watched the Community Shield, I might feel differently about Foden. Like, mm. that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I watch the Community Shield and I, I kind of, I see it because I don't really see the love. I don't really understand the love for Foden at the minute. Like, in my mind, he's not, Maybe I've been, I've been kind of punished by Foden before in the past, where he's been really good and then just lost his space in the side. And I do appreciate that you know there's been a lot of comings and goings at Manchester City this year, and it does look more likely that he's going to nail that position. But I just don't think we can ever take that for granted at Man City. Like until we see it happen, I just don't feel that confident that I could kind of mm. put my all my colours on the mask with him. Um. And I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think I prefer Grealish of the two of them. So mm. I, I feel quite torn on that. And then I do really like the Diaby pick. Like I really like the Diaby <laughs> pick. I don't know whether I like that more than the, than, a man, than the extra Man City attacker. But I think if you're going with Haaland and a Man City defender, like if you've got an Ake or a Stones in your team, then the community shield will be quite important to watch to work out who the third will be if you want to treble up straight away or if you want to wait for a couple of game weeks to make sure that you, you fully understand where Foden is playing and how Pep is using him. That's going to be key for me. Yep. 
I really like Foden. Um, mm. Everyone I, else does. It seems it's only me. Yeah, I, I just think they've got rid of a load of players that were threats to him. Um, he came on in the Champions League final and, and played really, really well. He was a massive spark in, in them getting over the line um, against Inter. He's potentially being pl- going to be played in his more favourite position, which maybe is mm-hmm. why you know he's been out on the left or out on the right. Maybe he's not as, as comfortable there. Plays the full yeah, nine maybe, yeah. as well. Um, and you've got to think this. I mean, I think we say it every year about him going into preseason. Surely this is his year, right? Because he's too. Yeah, but I, I think this is maybe my issue is that I feel like we say this every year, and then every year it's like not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, this is this is going to be if he if he falls out of favour again in this Man City team this season when they've sold Mares and Gundogan, he's got to be questioning his future at, at Man City. And I think he's good enough to play anywhere in the world. I guess it's just his attitude that... that I don't his... disagree with you. I think Foden is a fantastic player. I love watching him. I think at any other club in the Premier League, he'd be nailed on and you'd pick him in FPL. But I have so many doubts <laughs> about Pep and where he'll play Foden. Because even when Foden was playing like peak and at his absolute best, he just got dropped the, the week after. And it was mm. like what is that about? Like he had a fantastic game and then wasn't in the team. Um, and then we didn't see him for ages. And I think those Manchester City spots for me are so precious because, you know, I'm expecting them to be probably champions again this season. I'm expecting them to score loads of goals, be the highest scoring team in the league again. Um, so I want to make sure I get my midfielder spot right. And I just don't quite trust the Foden pick. I think that's my issue. Okay. Um, we've had a super chat. Thank you to Chiseled Planet. Uh, it's not really a question. It's just Pep Roulette is off-putting for, for City players, but it, it massively kind of feeds into kind of what we're, what we're talking about. There's a mention of Kovacic as well. He's come in to add competition. Phillips as well in that midfield spot. I'm not saying that, that Foden is guaranteed to start in, in that role, but he's been... Pla- I mean, Phillips just didn't get any backing from, from Pep at all last season. No. Kovacic is a new player and often we see new players take a bit of time to adapt in. So you'd expect Foden to you know, be around Pep for years now. I'd be surprised if Foden didn't start the Community Shield and game week one. He's, I, I, just, I think I, just I would. I just can't see him being benched. But it's just Pep. Like, I, I would agree <laughs> with you. I can't see it happening. But I don't... But then I also look at Kovacic and think he, that, he is quality. Like, yeah, he is. But we said I, that about Phillips as well. Well, he's also quality. Yeah. But, you know, I, Kovacic, do they buy Kovacic and not play him? They bought Phillips and didn't play him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but this is, the, this is the whole point. This is mm. why I hate This is why I hate investing in the Man City midfield because I just don't know. Mm. Like, That's why Grealish is, was the most attractive one to me this time last year as well because kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah. But it's annoying with Grealish because he isn't really delivering consistent appeal returns. Absolutely. Like fif- yeah. 15 returns from last season. It's not It's not awful. That, but... Yeah, no, totally. This is why my favourite second City striker, second City attacker at the moment is Alvarez. Yeah. I'm going to see if he plays in the Community Shield. If he yeah. plays in the Community Shield, I'm going to have I him. know. If he, start, if he starts and scores the Community Shield, he's, an, he's going to be a bandwagon for sure. I think, he, I, I think that there is a uh, potential that Alvarez is the standout in the community shield for Man City. Mm. And all of a sudden, his ownership goes from whatever it is now to like 40%. Because people will be looking for, if there's still a flag on Nkunku with Jesus out, with some uncertainty around who might start in 
for other teams, like if Kane's gone and all that kind of stuff, and particularly with Richarlison being a midfielder, I think people will move on Alvarez. I'll move on Alvarez. Mm. I know I will. I can yeah. feel it happening already. Yeah. There's going to be one Man City midfielder or Alvarez who scores in the Community Shield and then everyone's yep. like, and Bernardo Silva's been mentioned. Matthew yeah, Baxter. he could be Bill. He starts on the right, scores. He's gonna His ownership's going to go up 10%, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And at first, we'll all be there working out how to get that Absolutely. player in our team. Yep. All yeah. of us. Will we get some lineups as well from from first? And, because uh, they're the because they're the opening game. Yeah, might we get some? Oh maybe we get some news, and then all of a sudden we're you know we've all picked. Everyone's got a phone. And he's not starting. Everyone's <laughs> yeah. moving to Alvarez. Like you can feel it happening. I'll be doing can't you? black box live and have to be making last. I'll be running across transfers. the stage to you. Yeah. To come and tell Who does not starting as? <laughs> <laughs> like no. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and just before we finish, um, Eng Seven Iceman mentioning the FPL show. We had the tweet from yeah. Kelly Summers last night confirming that that's coming back, which is great. Officially out now. Yeah. We can talk about it now. Yeah. You and I will be um, doing that. It's back, it's back next week, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Gianni's on the first Gianni. one. Um, so he's doing game week one. You want to tell him when you're doing? I'm doing game week two. Am I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm doing game week three. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. there we go. Yeah. So we're back on that and it's, it's been revamped. And it looks really exciting. So yeah. Um, Don't wear green. No, don't agree. Come on, we'll be wearing this. Did you, no. did you see Harry's? Um, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been me on the price of bill had I not read the document properly that they sent over the call sheet. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, we're obviously really looking forward to, to that. So I cannot wait. I literally can't wait. The FBL show, it's been a lot. It feels like it's been a long time gone. It does. We've all missed it. Yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to having it back again. Yep. Um, oh, we've got one more. We've got one more super chat to go before we finish. Uh, it's from Chisel Planet again. Um, Elliot of Newcastle looks like a good four, five million enabler. Yeah. If you want to go for a 4.5 million enabler in midfield, then I don't think he's a bad option. Features are, yeah. He's, he actually scored um, Elliot Anderson. Ah, uh, okay. He, he's actually scored, um, scored, didn't he, in pre-season and he's looked all right. I think the first fixtures are, are awful for Newcastle, but if you're going with a 4.5, that he's your bench player, isn't he? Mm. Because that means you've got three strongs up top. Um, I think the only thing I'd say is that I've kind of slightly gone off the three strong up top because everyone's injured now. So yeah. it's kind of like, well, where are you getting it? Apart from Harlem, where are you getting the other two from? So unless you're going with like, I don't know, maybe a Watkins and a Jackson or um, a Watkins and an Alvarez or some, something along those lines in your in your front spots, then I don't know that having the 4.5 enabler in midfield is actually as mm. valuable as maybe it has been in previous years. Um but if you you know if you're doing something rogue like you're having Harlan and Trent and Salah, and you need to find budget, then he could be the best four point five midfielder. Well, the the only other four five million midfielder is uh, marvelous Nakamba, isn't it? But you're not going to get any attacking returns from him um, at Luton. No. So if you go for the safe ninety minute man in him, or you take a punt on someone who might end up um, breaking his way yeah. into the Newcastle first team. So yeah, yeah. We will see. Right, we're going to call it there. Sam, fantastic as always. We'll be back next week. Not sure when. When are we celebrating yeah, next week? Early. 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. Go... Yeah, so I am doing the Sky Sports News show just before. So I finish at 5 to 11. So then I'll come straight from one this. onto this. Perfect. So yep. you'll see me straight off the back of doing that one. Cool. And then we'll both be heading to Fest and the meets. Top 51. Yes. So yeah, looking forward to that. Right. Good luck, everyone. Good luck with your drafts. Let us know in the comments how your teams are looking. Have you enjoyed the stream? Uh, and Sam and I will be back next week. See you next week, guys.